Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Snuffleupagus. Hello, Snuffleupagus. Welcome to the program. Thank How you. How long have you been away from Sesame Street? Um, probably since quarantine. I haven't, oh. I haven't been really keeping close eye on a whole lot of Muppets. That makes sense. Well, thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. So we've been hanging. We've been hanging with cool peeps. (laughs) Just did a month-long podcast series about Over the Garden Wall in October. And we have some awesome interviews coming up for you this month in November. So... This episode, we're just going to hang. Just going to hang with Michelle, myself, and you, Musty Collective. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty much it. We're going to talk about a couple things, and then we're going to be out of here. It's a, a pretty chill show. It's a very chill show. In this very unchill week of elections. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> just everyone, just don't freak out. We're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> keep believing. Keep hoping. Anyways, let's start the show. Michelle, what is better than talking about other people's stories? Chocolate. Okay, chocolate's really good, but (laughs) it's better to write your own stories. Oh. Yep, 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 yep. And guess what? In the month of November, we have NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month. Yay. I have never heard of that. (laughs) <laughs> Until we put the show notes for this yes. episode. Yeah, and so I, you know, you have an article that you want to read. Yes, I do. Cause I want to learn more about what this is. <laughs> um, it sounds so convincing. So, <laughs> November's National Novel Writing Month, and this article is written by Matthew Martino. So, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Um, so it says, how many of you have said you have a great American novel inside of you if only you could take the time to sit down and write it? That's me. <laughs> well, soon you will have your chance to do just that. National Novel Writing Month, shortened to NaNoWriMo, happens every November where it challenges folks to write a 50,000 word manuscript in only 30 days. For those of you counting, that's 1,667 words per day. The NaNoWriMo project began way back in 1999 with only a few participants, but has ballooned up to hundreds of thousands. Even professional writers have participated in the month-long event of marathon novel writing. In fact, Well-known authors give pep talks to encourage writers on such topics as overcoming writer's block and how to create compelling storylines, intriguing characters, 
all genres are welcome and none are preferred. That's actually, I really like that they don't prefer a genre. Mm-hmm. NaNoWriMo encourages its participants to declare their writing style. There are planners, those that heavily plan out the structure of their novel before they begin writing and stick to it. Then there are pantsers, those that... I don't like that name. <laughs> those that write by the seat of their pants, allowing the story to form organically as they write with no real plan. And then there is the plantser, a hybrid of planner and pantser. Plantsers come up with an outline, but aren't afraid to alter the story organically as they write. Yeah, so that's that's NaNoWriMo. And again, thank you artseditor.com uh, for giving us that very, you know, very wonderful summary of NaNoWriMo. It started back in the 90s, like late 90s. It's been going on ever since, every year. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I participated back um, a couple years ago, but I did it in December. So I had like a book in a month book. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I technically didn't participate, but I, you know, I did it. I wrote 50,000 words. I wrote a manuscript for a novel uh, in under 30 days or in 30 days. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And I would encourage any one of you, and uh, including you, Michelle, to try it out. Even me? Even you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, after you read it, what, what do you think? You Would you actually try it? Um. Yeah, I think... It would be really a really fun challenge. And they sort of like gamify some aspects of it. Like you get badges for completing certain elements. Like milestones, yeah. Yeah. So like if I did all my words for the day, then I'd get a badge. Or if I reached the 50,000 word mark, I'd get a badge. Yeah. Um, Or if I was consecutively meeting my goal for a certain amount of days I would get a badge for that so that's that's actually pretty cool I think the gamifying helps because sometimes it can feel like drudgery just like writing and writing and writing and it feels like an insurmountable task because 50,000 words that's a lot that is a lot that's a lot Mm -hmm. some people do like 80,000 words in 120,000 words. Dang. Because that's how you get those, like, Game of Thrones, like, leveled novels. Yeah. But, uh, you know, props to those people. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> but I'm very happy that I was able to do it one time. Yeah. So when you did do it, what was the process like? Yeah, for me, I used uh, a little app that I, I, you know, helped to create called LitPen. And essentially took, like, little blocks that are, like, 500 characters long. So essentially, like double the size of like a, a tweet today hmm. and so you take so like you write messages all the time every day text messages email messages tweets facebook posts instagram posts right so instead of I, for a month I, I focused most of my energy on just writing tweet like level texts every day and if i write if i wrote like 17 blocks full of text then that would meet like those, that was enough characters to meet my seventeen hundred words quota per day, hmm. and then I also use uh, a book in a month book to um, plan out. Um, my first act was my first week, 
And then the second act was broken up into weeks two and three. And then the third act was broken up into week four. And when you plan out like that, I had an outline that I followed. I'm more of a planner uh, when I come to my creative writing. And then, yeah, just keep writing. Don't edit. Don't self-edit at all. Just keep going. And it was actually very freeing to not self-edit. Because that was, that was what trumped me before. I would start writing something. I'd be like five or eight chapters in. And then I'd be like, oh, I got to go back. And I got to go back and read, and read the, the beginning. Yeah. I actually got all the way to the finish line and got to about 55,000 words at the end of the day. So that was really cool. Dang. I would have stopped at 50,000 exactly. <laughs> like, even if it didn't make sense, like, oh, I reached my goal. Yeah, it just, because, you know, like, I was in the third act. And I was like... I'm, I, 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 I feel like I'm really good at first and third acts. And I was like in the third act and I was like, I got to keep going because I got to yeah. explain all this and kind of really wrap it up nicely the way I, I kind of picture it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, the editing process, that's what I'm still going through. So, you know, you're not going to see that manuscript um, for a long time. But I was just I, I just think everyone should try it because it feels good to express yourself and it's also great to just write your own story. You know, we, mm-hmm. we consume so much in our culture. Why not produce something of your own? That is true. I think my writing style would be more of the, what's it called? The planster? Yeah. Like, a little bit of the seat of my pants, but a little bit of planning. So I don't think I would be, <clears throat> I don't think it would be super organized like you because i know you, your brain is like that yeah but for me like it'd be more of um let's just see where this idea goes kind <laughs> <of> <laughs> yeah i couldn't do that i could i couldn't do that or depending on the mood i'm in i would also like just try starting something randomly and just seeing what happens that might also be an interesting way to do it too yeah well, here's the thing, too, that's interesting about, like, you and me as the differences with writers. Like, you can sit down at home for two or three hours, block out the time, and just write. And whereas for me, I have to do it tweet style. Like, mm. like the way I wrote that book is I was still working a full-time job. So I would come into the morning at work. Um, and if I didn't get an early start, like, maybe i get, like, one block out, in, like, early morning when I wake up, when I'd sit in the toilet, get my, my morning dues done. And then I, you know... <laughs> tweet out like uh like a paragraph or two or whatever uh-huh. um in on the toilet and then i get to work have to sit on the toilet again so i tweet out some more and you know that was my <laughs> that, was, that was essentially my writer's room and then throughout the day i just tweet 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 and then i get to 1700 wow that's how i did it and it helped me to like because then i could go back to my office uh my actual office and like <laughs> and then like think about oh that's interesting and then start thinking about new ideas and be like oh now I can add a little bit more a little more a little more yeah. and I got the idea from listening I don't know who this was but I was listening to like an NPR um, interview with some creative mm-hmm. and you know she mentioned that whole idea of like what if you could tweet a book or something like that and that was like that's what sprung me because mm. that's how I journal I don't journal where I sit down and write a page or two like when Michelle gives me like cards, like for birthdays or anniversaries, she writes like a, like a, like a, a short story in yeah. the card. I write like I have to write like a little bit here, a little bit there, and then I put it all together. So yeah, we're we're very different from each other. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool because like it doesn't mean one is better than the other, and your way works for you, and my way works for me. Yeah, it's just how your brain works, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's NanoRemo. So go ahead and join. It's nanoremo.org. 
and you can sign up. It's still not too late to get your novel out. Even if, don't worry about like being like perfect and, and meeting all the challenges. If you get just to 5,000 words, you've never done that before, hey, that's awesome. Then next time you can plan to get to 10,000 or 15,000 and just be consistent and don't give up. Mm-hmm. And then when you finish your, your novels, let us know and maybe we can share the story on the show. Yeah, we would love to like read it and, and maybe give you some feedback or something. But yeah, speaking of writing your own stories and, and storytelling, you know, we finished a four week long series talking about Over the Garden Wall. Yes. In depth. Very in depth. We've never spent that many episodes talking about one thing before. Yeah, I think if you take all our Star Wars episodes cumulatively over time through this podcast, and we will spend more time on Star Wars eventually. Mm-hmm. But right now, Over the Garden Wall is what we spend the most time on. Yes. And with that, at the end, if you all remember, you know, we didn't have like sequel ideas or improvements. We're just like, this, this is perfect. I started thinking about it <laughs> and now I have some sequel ideas. Hmm. What are your ideas? Oh, well, you know, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Yeah. So essentially, I don't want to retread any of the ground that was taken in the in, in this season one I'm going to call it season one so season two of Over the Over the Garden Wall mm-hmm. would essentially be you know Wirt is a senior in high school and he's struggling to find himself as, as far as like he knows to be confident now he's grown into a hero but now it's he's on the precipice of manhood which college does he go to what career does he what major is he supposed to choose mm-hmm. and and he gets this call to come back to the unknown from who else than Beatrice, who's now a human. Hmm. And the reason why Beatrice is calling, because the unknown is under attack by a new force of evil who happens to be, and obviously you'd find out like over time, but who happens to be the mother of the beast. Hmm. And this whole happens because of the connecting of the tapestries that I think Adelaide, obviously we know that Adelaide and Auntie Whispers are sisters. I think that because of the tapestry of the quilt that you see in Adelaide's room, that the beast is a sibling of those two. Hmm. So who would be more powerful, who would be more scarier for them to face (laughs) than the mother of the beast? That is true. The one that birthed them and raised them. So... She's doing something weird in the sense of she's attracting out into the deep unknown all the men um, of, of the villages. Mm-hmm. And so Beatrice is calling because she's, her family wants her to marry this guy. Yeah. She doesn't really want to marry him because she's still thinking about work. And they want her to marry this guy, but he like he's, he's taken by this unknown force. The woodsman's like the only man who doesn't succumb to this. And and so they all team up to find out what's happening and to mm-hmm. defeat this new evil. 
At the same time, there's a love triangle between Sarah, Beatrice, and work, which is, I don't have, that's not my idea. That's like obvious. That's so obvious. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what work decides. Um, and then you have a little bit older Greg, mm-hmm. not super old, but like more like he's a little bit bigger, he's a little bit stronger. He's going into his preteen era. Oh so gosh. he's starting to notice women. No, not innocent Greg. He's going to notice girls. Little Gregory needs to stay little forever. Yeah, but he, he won't be like, like, I'm not going to, I don't think he's going to be super like, like nervous and, and be like a wirt, essentially, like a second version of wirt. No, he'd be like super, I, I think. I like all of you. I like all of you at the same time. Can we all be married together? Oh my gosh. And he's like very, but he's very like romantic in the sense of like. He wants to get married. He's, like, planning his wife. I don't know. Maybe. I think he would be oblivious. Like, if a girl liked him, he would just be so much in his own world, like, doing his own thing. That yeah, he I could would, see that. He would not even know what to do. But I, I think he would, like, accidentally be charming just because he's really funny. Okay, and, I could see that. And so I feel like, in a way, he might stumble into a relationship. Yeah. But I can't see him, like, purposefully, like, I want to be with somebody kind of a thing. Yeah. No, I could see that. I could see that. Okay. I Actually, I like that. So that, those are the ideas percolating in, in my mind about a sequel for, you know, Over the Garden Wall. You know, what? what is going to happen? And here's the thing. I think the artists, I think Pat, Pat for, I think they put together some foundation. Mm-hmm. They did some wonderful world building that you could tell another story if it was good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's no story that's good enough, then, you know, don't tell it. Yeah. But, you know, right now Pat's working on other stuff. But Cartoon Network is going to want to say, hey, at some point, hey, we need we need a, a franchise hit, you know, because we need, you know, to boost streaming numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, you know, whatever numbers they're looking for, ratings. And I think they'll turn to Pat McHale and be like, hey, this franchise is awesome. People love it. It's a great IP. Do you have anything else for us that's continuing on in this world? And he'd be like, yeah. You know what? I listened to the show called Musty Creative. They had a brilliant idea. <laughs> and uh, I think we should we should run with this. Well, obviously with some modifications because he, he's a, he's like the, he's a George Lucas. So yes. it's really up to him. He's up to him. It's up to him. He probably has even better ideas. The other thing, too, that you mentioned before is that Pat, you know, Percolated and worked on this idea for about eight years before it was actually published. Yeah. Right? So and he it, could be working on ideas and just not talking about it with anybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just from, like, tidbits that I've read about it, a lot of it is, like, autobiographical in a way. I mean, not that he went into the unknown or whatever, but, right, like, right. just the characters. Like, words based on him. Words based on him. Greg's based on his son. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, personal ties to these characters. Right. and. So for him to make a sequel, I think it would need to come from him somehow. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. I'm not saying he has to do this, but I think this would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I'll just write a little fan fiction mm-hmm. and then send it, post it somewhere and see what he thinks. Because mm-hmm. this is a really cool world. It is. It's a really cool world. They've done some really awesome stuff with it. And uh, but again. Obviously, it's totally up to Pat. See what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing I want to ask you though, Michelle, is you have this amazing story you wrote. People love it, and then you start maybe thinking about new ideas. When would you want to tell the public that you're working on a sequel to this? 
like when it's released. <laughs> no, that that to me that to me is the best way because I've seen too many creators mm-hmm. like uh, for instance uh, the Minecraft creator Notch uh-huh. when he had like a follow up to Minecraft that was really epic. Yeah, and then people were like, "Well, when is it? When is it coming out? When is it coming out?" And he was just like, "Look, I'm done." Um, Hmm. I'm not going to work on this anymore. I don't want to even make games for the public anymore. Yeah. Like, um, I've seen other other creators, not just in games, but in, in writing too. Um, the names are failing to come to my mind. But the whole idea is that you need to just keep people out. Yeah. Except for the team you're working on. Because it's better for us as fans, I think. I know as fans, we want to know. Mm-hmm. But then it just builds up expectations. Yeah. That we that that the sequel will never live up to. It will never live up to that. You know what a good example is. What? Which I mean, I don't know how true it is. I, I'm assuming it's true, but they're talking about the new Spider-Man movie, right? Oh yeah, and I forgot about that. And yeah, they're, they're they literally revealed like what, what could have been like the biggest surprise ever. Oh, Jimmy is Fox. They're. No. Sorry, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, Can I, I, yeah, I'm going. Okay. I'm getting excited. Okay, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What they revealed. What they revealed is that they're gonna have past Spider Men from past Spider Men movies in this movie with Tom Holland. Oh, why would they reveal that? Cause they're stupid. <laughs> and they don't care about no. surprises anymore. Sorry, that was harsh. But yeah, I'm not stupid, saying, not stupid, but... It just, it, it felt stupid to me. And a lot of the comments that people were saying was like, why would you reveal this? Why wouldn't this be like, unless they have some other huge surprise. Yeah, maybe they got bigger. something else, like, you know. But what's bigger than that? Like, they're going to... There, there could, honestly, after watching the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, mm-hmm. there could always be something bigger. No, but they're like they're saying, "Oh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and all this stuff." Like they're all gonna come back for this Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that would have been like an Avengers level kind of event, like Cap on your right, you know, like Spidey on your right, you know, like, and then all all of a sudden they show up. That would have been sick. Yeah, but now it's ruined because yeah, everyone we, writes articles, and we're gonna expect this. Yeah, so it's like there's no surprise. True. It's gonna be boring now when we see it. No, I agree. I agree with you. I and 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 the thing is, is that I I would I don't think the original I don't think the writers wanted this. I think it's marketing. I think they were like, how can we hype this? You don't need to hype up Tom Holland Spider Man. I know. We already are hyped to watch these films. I'm just like if you're a yeah. brand new series, maybe. But that's what I liked about you know when I first heard about Avatar: The Last Airbender. When I first heard about Over the Garden Wall. Right? When you first hear about something that then becomes like, oh, this is my thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I didn't hear there wasn't a major hype campaign. I found it. I liked it. And I fell in love with it. Yeah. And I devoured its content. Yes. Like a juicy piece of steak. Yes. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you, though. If I was Pat, and Pat, if you're hearing this, I was like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you could tell me. But that's it. And anyway, I'll keep it, you know, I'll keep a secret, brother. I'll keep I'll keep a secret. But just you. Actually, don't even tell me, bro. Not, just, not his unless, family. Just or just anything, bring bring like, me in if you want if you want me part of the creative team. If you don't want me part of the creative team, don't I don't want to know. I just want to find out with everybody else. Oh my gosh. I just want to find out with everybody else. Hey, hey, I'm just shooting my shot. That's okay. the that's the young people say, shoot your shot. 
I've only heard that from you, but okay. Wow. Well, I'm a young person now. I'm a young person. But no, I'm just saying that I that's I just when I when if they have a season two because here's the thing another thing that sucks is that when they announce something and then it fails due the budget resources or the publishers like yeah and then it's like oh that hurts anticlimactic yeah that hurts so much I don't want to know unless you for sure are releasing it yes you know that that's it I mean unless obviously if it's Star Wars a trilogy it's like oh okay we're definitely gonna get the trilogy right so it yeah. makes sense that they would say so but. For Over the Garden Wall, I want to hear a darn thing. Like the week before it airs. Ex- yeah. No, for real. For real. Because then the hype, like I could be hyped for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And then I can go right into it. I don't have to wait for three, four, six yeah. months. Like, for instance, like last Airbender live action on Netflix. Now there's been some stuff coming out of it, right? Like the original creators have left because they didn't like the direction that Netflix is taking it. Netflix, <laughs> don't show me anything until a week out. Yeah. In fact, honestly, don't show me anything until it's actually out. Just drop the trailer, and when I log into Netflix, because I almost logged in daily now because of because of COVID nineteen, <laughs> I'll see it. We'll all see it, and be like, dude, it's here. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to compare. We can just go in straight watching it. Because yeah. if you show me a trailer, and if it doesn't look like I want it to look, man, you're gonna get hate. Yeah. And then you don't have the creators attached to it. Ooh, you're going to get hate. You don't have the views either. I, yeah, exactly. Because at least as I see it, oh, I'm instant click. Yeah. Even if I'm in a meeting, instant click. Put my meeting on mute and put on the headphones. Instant mm-hmm. click. So I don't want to see nothing. <laughs> I want to see release time and, you know, that's it. No nothing. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yes. And I think it also protects the creator because there's just a lot of abuse. That's true. On next week's episode, mm-hmm. we have a very special duo. Yep, special guests. I'm just excited. Okay, so I know we did a whole month-long series of Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, we and did. we literally just talked about Over the Garden Wall again. Yeah. But tomorrow, not tomorrow, where am I? Next what is week. This? Next, next week. week. <laughs> next week. Mercy. <laughs> we... We are having the Blasting Company, the very same people who wrote Potatoes and Molasses. That's right. That's I'm, right. I'm very That's excited. Right. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking with them and getting to know them more. Yeah. And um, it was it was a pretty fun conversation. I think you'll laugh, you'll think deeply about things. Um, it's gonna be good. Yeah. So, support support creators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support. Yep. And if you guys. You yourselves, the audience, have any projects Musty that collective. you're working on, please let us know by posting on social media with the hashtag MustyCreative and we will share it and you on the show. So when you finish your novels in a month, let us know. Let us know. And, you know, we apologize. This podcast is out late. Um, you know, we're trying to, we're really trying to grow and understand how we can produce content for y'all. We're trying to start YouTube. We're, we're trying to you know get Patreon up. We're trying to get our website updated some more. We're trying to get our newsletter out more. So just let us know. Uh, you know, right now it's best you just DM us on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know uh, how else we can help you or 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 give you the content that you need. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. But we just want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for being our monthly supporters from a cash perspective too. 
Um, thank you so much. Uh, so if you want to do that, we do have a Patreon. We do patreon.com slash musty or musty creative, I believe. Um, we're still setting up some stuff like the perks, but we have some basic perks there. It's like $1 if you want to be a part of that $1 a month of support. And then um, there's also anchor.fm slash musty where you can click on the support button. It's $10 a month uh, for the, the first level. And, you know, for those who support us, we just want to thank you so much. Um, I know it's hard with COVID-19, so if you can't do it, no problem. Just keep listening. We appreciate you. We're just trying to make this show better. We want to support you as creators, as musty, musty creatives to be better at storytelling, whatever whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So we just thank you for your support. So that's all the time we have for. It's a very short episode. But remember to leave us a review on iTunes. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and anchor.fm slash musty. And now it's time to shower up. Give them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.